is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wake and Bake from San Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And here's Chess. Thanks, guys. Hector's here, so it's soccer time. We are getting a little taste of exciting soccer because if you think about a playoff soccer, it's as close as you're going to get to World Cup soccer, right? Exactly. Yeah, World Cup's coming up soon. Mexico and the U.S. not looking good, but what do you expect playing CONCACAF? But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the final week of the uh, USL Championship. Yeah, it is uh, – anytime you're dealing with the end of a season and playoffs, because we're talking with Blackhawk West on Saturdays in Canada, same thing with the CFL. It's an exciting time. Some of these guys, you know, their, their only job is to really get to the locker, clean out the locker, right? But there's other guys that are playing for spots. you got three games we're going to look at. First of all, let me look at the standings and just kind of refresh my memory. Because yeah. if I remember, the East was really, really close, right? And then the West wasn't. So, yeah, in the West, San Antonio has a 16-point lead over San Diego. And then Colorado's five back and Sacramento's five back of them. So the top four teams are separated by 16 points. But in the East, the difference between Louisville and... And Detroit, who is in the sixth spot, and there's only seven playoff spots, is 15 points. So it really is. The East was the tighter of the two divisions. So let me ask you this, Hector. Which conference is better? Overall, I, mean, I think it's kind of top-heavy. I think the uh, Eastern Conference is pretty top-heavy, including Louisville, as you mentioned. But uh, also, the Western uh, Conference has one team that's been dominant all season, consistent that's San Antonio. That's why they pulled away at the end. But uh, you never know. It's like anything, baseball, football, like we've talked about a million times. If you're playing your best ball at the end, you got no injuries to deal with, and you're playing your best, you can you can surprise anybody. So let me ask you that. The 76 points that San Antonio have, if they get into the finals with Louisville at 69 points, does it, does, do those points matter at all? Yeah, San Antonio would have the home seed right there. They would have to travel to Toyota Field in Texas and play there. But by that point, it comes down to, uh, like I said, who's playing the best. You'd rather be playing at home in front of the home fans in the final. But if you're playing hot, you can beat anybody, like I said. No, it totally makes sense. All right, let's do this. Let's look at a game, talk about it, get a pick from you. Then we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll do two more. I always like to tease to that second segment because the bottom line is you give out a lot of good information. So let's start with game one. Game one, we got Detroit City playing at Keyworth Stadium at home. This will be their uh, – they're already in the playoffs. They're looking at uh, to be as the five seed at least. They were trying to make it into as, as a four seed, but Birmingham beat them to it, and they're not going to get a home playoff game, unfortunately. That crowd goes crazy, dude. They played at Nisa last season, third division. They were champions for three years in a row. Now they're, this is a rookie season in the USL Championship, and they they made a good showing of it. Like I said, they're a tough, tough team to handle. Uh, made it to the playoffs, and uh, they're going to be playing against Miami FC. They are locked in as the number seven seed. Both teams are good. They're only separated by two, by two points, but I think considering that Detroit City going to be playing at home, they know this is their last home game. They're not going to get one in the playoffs, as I said, and they want to sh- have a good showing for the fans as a kind of like a thank you for their support this whole season in the USL Championship. I don't even think it's going to be close, dude. I think they're going to destroy Miami three to nothing, and then they're going to hit the uh, playoffs uh, 
put the right foot and hopefully make make a good run. All right, so right now they're both uh, they're both next to each other and they're both in the playoffs. So the playoffs are set in the yeah. East. Miami is the last seed, but Miami's got fifty two and Detroit has fifty four. So if Miami wins this, would they not bounce ahead of Detroit? Yeah, they'll overtake them for sure. They'll be one point ahead of them. And actually, Detroit City, depending on what Pittsburgh does in their final game against Oakland, we'll talk about that in a second. They could drop down all the way to seven, so that means they would have to play the number two seed. Memphis 901 because Louisville as the one seed would get a bye week. But right now, obviously, they wanna they wanna finish strong, dude. I think I don't think this that much about about whether they're gonna finish five, six, or seven. Obviously, it looks better on your resume to finish, you know, as a topper as a better seed. But it's about finishing strong for the fans and showing their support. And they got a great team. They can match up with anybody. They've had some good surprises this season and good upsets. And I think they're gonna pull it off. I think they'll, and it's not even gonna be close. I think they'll win three to nothing. Yeah, because uh, whether you play Memphis or Tampa Bay, which are the two and three seeds, you're playing a good team. You ain't going to play yeah, in their yard. That, you know? Yeah, that point's about just like, you know, crossing your fingers and hoping like you get a, a good enough ref that, that calls a good game and you can put the goals in when you can. One of the things that we always like to do when we're talking to Hector, remind ourselves about that 420 world clock. So uh, you, we never know where it's going to be, but right now it's... Alaska. So remember when we had the pandemic, Hector, and we were talking soccer, we were covering countries that a lot of people had never heard of. You know, Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, Aleutian Islands soccer program is, but I remember we were uh, we were up in the north, the north circle talking an islands soccer. I mean, soccer is big all over the world. People have had a chance to watch a World Cup game. I recommend it. It's going to start pretty soon in November. And uh, the World Cup groupings are set. I mean, if you're not into rivalries in the World Cup level, you're not going into, into, into soccer at all. So it's going to be fun, man. They, they decked out all the stadiums over there. And they're going to be playing over there. And pretty much it's going to look like futuristic, dude. So I'm all excited for it. Oh, it is going to be wild. And really, it is, the without a doubt, if you can find a local pub that is where is the home of of usa soccer or the home of canadian soccer or whatever soccer you're from whatever country you root for there is no other environment that's like that hector yeah exactly hopefully mexico doesn't make an ass of themselves again but crossing my fingers well i've told you that story numerous times about the driving into mexico that time and i thought you know something had happened there was a war or something because there oh, was yeah. no one on the germany. street yeah they were playing that. germany yeah so i'm excited about it all right so now we we gave uh we gave out a play for saturday and what we're dealing with we're dealing with the last week of the usl championship league uh then we'll go into playoffs so there are still some jockeying for positions most of it's set but you've got a couple more games you want to talk about yeah, next one is, uh, I think we mentioned them uh, a second ago, Pittsburgh Riverhounds are the number six seed in the East. They're going to be taking on Oakland Roots are the number seven seed in the West. Uh, Pittsburgh, just like Detroit, they can go up or down uh, one or two seeds, but they're, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. And Oakland's still fighting. I mean, they're technically in as the last seed, as the number seven in the West, So, but they can definitely get kicked out of there because there's a couple other teams that are trying to make it in as, as the last seed. But I think Oakland's going to have enough. And actually, that worries me because my team's, as you know, San Diego Loyal, which I want to talk about in a second. But they met, Oakland matches up well against anybody, East Coast, West Coast teams. They've given San Diego Loyal all they can handle this season. And I think they're going to pull it off at Pittsburgh. I think they're going to go in and get the draw that they need to lock up the seventh seed. And I'm looking at this game as a draw. 
1-1, and uh, both teams into the playoffs. So, yeah, so in the West, this is a unique situation. Although El Paso has more points than Las Vegas, El Paso's already been eliminated where Las Vegas is still alive, and that obviously has to do something with the tiebreaker. Right, they have uh, the tiebreakers there. They have three different tiebreakers. They all benefit uh, El Paso right now and uh, they're because that's the number eight seed. But uh, a win by Vegas, they would overtake Oakland. So Las right. Vegas, El Paso, Oakland, RGV, they're all fighting for their playoff lives right now. But I, I think out of all those four, I think uh, Oakland's the, the toughest uh, team. Yeah, they're, for their last five games, Oakland hasn't lost. They're, they've got four yeah, wins in a, good in a draw. Right All right, and the last game, the home yeah, team. Yeah, of course, dude, Landon Donovan's team, uh, U.S. Uh, soccer legend, even though he used to score all the time against L3, which I hated. But anyway, I still root for him anyway. San Diego Loyal playing at, at uh, on the road against Sacramento Republic. Did suffer a tough loss, an injury, which we don't know the update on uh, one of their – Jack Blake, one of their best players, a midfielder, who suffered an injury in their last game against New Mexico United in a 3-3 three, 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 uh, three draw. And uh, I think they're going to go in there. I think they're already, since they're already locked into the 2C, they played a lot of younger guys. They actually had a 16-year-old goalkeeper start for them last game against New Mexico to give them experience, one of the youngest, if not the youngest player in the league. And uh, they're just going to be focusing on avoiding injuries. They can't afford another injury like they had with Metcalf. And I think they're going to play it soft, play it safe. Sacramento is right now the four seed in the standings in the West. And um, they're always a tough match. Like we talked about them before, they made it all the way to the U.S. Open Cup final against uh, Orlando City. And uh, they were the Cinderella team. Unfortunately, they couldn't beat the uh, beat the team from the Major League Soccer. So, but I think it's going to be a play it safe kind of game. I never want to root. I never want to bet on them to lose. If there's a game they're going to lose, it's going to be this one because, like I said, they're going to give a lot of younger guys the the starting position to see if they're going to be helpful for the playoffs. I think, unfortunately, for Landon, it's not a priority for them to win or lose. It's just a priority to be healthy as possible. I think Sacramento's going to take this one one to nothing. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You got it, you, you got your spot locked in in the playoffs. That last game, if someone gives a get hurt, oh, you just, you, you, you'll be thinking about that for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, you'll kick, you'll kick yourself. Right? I don't know what the status is. I have to look it up on uh, Jack Blake. But if they lose another guy, the starter, that definitely, because they're going to be playing, like I said, the, as a number two seed, Landon uh, San Diego Loyal is going to be playing the number seven seed. And if it's Oakland, Oakland, I don't think they've lost to San Diego Loyal this season. So it's going to be those things. you got to be 100% to play those guys. No doubt. All right, buddy. Soccer time with Hector is always great. We'll talk to you when it's the playoffs. Playoffs. It playoffs. It really was a Canadian Thanksgiving in our home this year. It was really the very first time Blackhawk West from uh, 151 Sports Investing here on Saturdays in Canada on Wake and Bake. But because it was a holiday here in California as well, it was uh, the old Columbus Day. It's Native uh, Indigenous Day or whatever they call it. But everybody was home. We did not have turkey, though. We we really enjoyed the day, but we did not have turkey. I'm more a wings guy, whether it's, it's Thanksgiving north or south of the border. So I... I had my wings. It, I treated it just like Thanksgiving, and 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 the weather was great. You know, we we got ourselves a good game. The game did not go the way we wanted it to go, but but we had a great game to watch. Turkey wings. You don't need twelve turkey wings. If, I don't know if you've ever done that at that, at your uh, amusement park. Do you ever offer? You know, people do chicken wings. You ever do turkey wings? You know, the thought crossed my mind. It just it's not easy to get ingredients in today's world. But no, of course, but massive. 
Yeah, they're so big. And, you know, I, I shop at the Asian market. And the Asian market has all kinds of different stuff that you don't see in, you know, your traditional Anglo-Saxon market. But the, they're they're huge. Yeah, three of those. You probably get at an amusement park, you get $14 for them. Your food cost is probably 78 cents. You know, you know I, I may do the turkey wings for, for this Thanksgiving coming up, this this uh, American Thanksgiving. Yeah, but again, like you said, it's only relative if you can get it, you know. Of course. We're still waiting on the Georgia footballs from last year so you right. know life is tough but yes it was a it was pretty cool to win that first half because we had it keyed up to other games so it was a straight bet it was live on a parlay so that was good but then i went for our, our annual canadian thanksgiving day walk my wife and i it's only annual this year so if we don't do it again next year it was just a one-shot deal but you know people they walk right west on thanksgiving look before dinner or after dinner depending on where you live and the weather and stuff but and then I came back, and it was really – it was a totally different game when I came back. It was. And Ottawa is committed to, to being the spoiler. All of their games to close out the season have relevance. They have the opportunity to really cause some damage for some teams that are fighting for their spot. All right, so we're not going to see Ottawa uh, Saturday. But remember, it doesn't matter whether you're in uh, Ottawa. You know, I, I'm not sure what the Ottawa – cannabis rules are but you know doesn't you know, since we've been smoking for like 3,000 years I'm pretty sure the rules don't matter if you want to get it you're going to get it in Ottawa or you're going to get it in, in San Diego wherever you're going to get it it's going to be early on Saturday because we start at 8 o'clock Pacific time 11 o'clock Eastern time but that is specifically so we can get our bets in for the day and we've got uh, two games that we're going to talk about so let's do this uh, let's come back from break because we've got to tease them a little bit. And what we'll do is we're going to play. I'm going to play this segment again. I love this. CFL. Let them know. It's Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk, West and Quinn from 151 Sports Investing here on Wake and Bake, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West here on Wake and Bake. Now, Wes, I really do, I, I have to admit, you know, you like some of your kids better than the others, but I really like our uh, CFL intro. <laughs> I, I, I got a lot of intros I like, but that one is uh, just my favorite one because it really is, it's a beautiful song, and, you know, CFL's got a place in our hearts that a lot of people don't remember. It was uh, Chaz, uh, Charles from San Diego, that came on for you when we were having the show for Canadian uh, football. And I said, you know, normally it's not a problem. We, you know, Wake and Bake is basically seven or eight different shows. And depending on who's available, that's what we do each week. So it could be Paolo on soccer or Hector on soccer. Most, sometimes we have John from GM. But the only person in the world that I talk to about CFL, understand, Al, nope, Tommy, nope, Johnny D, nope, none of them. I talk to none of them about the CFL except for you. And so then your freezer blows and you got $23,000 worth of turkey wings you got to throw away. And, and really, a turkey wing Thanksgiving uh, at an amusement park, how much fun would that be? So so we limped through last week, but what we're looking this week to do is we're looking to, to, to give out two winners. And I got the easy sports date in front of me, and I'm going to let you start. So the, the first one is, is, the, is the Toronto. Uh, Toronto is going to Edmonton. It's five and a half points. Now, the, the, I, you got to look at playoff scenarios to close this season out. You know, we have three weeks left. 
Toronto is locked into a playoff spot. They're looking to lock themselves into first. They do it with a Montreal loss and, and their own win. Now, where it gets interesting is they're going to come back after this Edmonton game, and they're going to play Montreal twice. So uh, they need this Edmonton win, and, they, and I couldn't think of a better team to go and close out your, your season with and lock in first. And Toronto at home is pretty tremendous. This is a road game, but laying five and a half going against Edmonton, who struggles to stop the other team from scoring, and they struggle to to score points themselves. You and I have been calling it all season long with Edmonton. They are an example of if you find a team to bet against, that's almost more valuable than if you find a team uh, to to bet on. And uh, just, you know, a touch on what you had mentioned earlier. It is a smoke them out country. Canada, you smoke wherever you want. It is not state to state like the U.S. is. It is rec legal. Very much up on the laws here, but uh, this is the only time of week that I talk Canadian cannabis. I will not. uh, uh, I will come to the table next week with a lot more. Uh, Actually, I could do it right now because it's 20 after the hour. I always fall back to that world clock because it's 20 after the hour. Now, again, it's not 20 after the hour on the show, even though it could be close because if this is the first segment, it it, it could. But uh, we're going to go to the world clock. And the world clock I like because it tells me where it is anywhere I want to know. And it's the 420worldclock.com. And it really is geography. So Cancun. Not a bad place. Now, the, I, I know it for a fact, and in, in, uh, they just changed the laws in Mexico for marijuana. But we talk to Hector all the time about it. Hector lives in Tijuana. Is that, yeah, I don't care if it's legal. I'm not taking a chance. <laughs> you know what? If the guys that are, are the ones enforcing the laws aren't necessarily lawful themselves, it's a tough situation to be in. So if you're in Cancun, you may not want to be uh, packing a bowl. Uh, Houston, too. Houston, Mexico City, Winnipeg. See, you don't think about that. Winnipeg and Cancun are in the same time zone. Yeah, isn't that wild? I mean, yeah. they're so far apart. Totally yeah. different climate, but they're north-south, they're the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what do we got? We got, if you're betting against uh, Edmonton this year, you're 5-10. and 10. So they've, I mean, you're, you've you won 10 of the 15, which is not bad, right? That's two-thirds, 66%. Again, we're not crowing about 66%, but we're not complaining about it because we're just taking our money back and moving on. Because really, the way we bet at 66%, we're probably up a little bit, but we're not, again, we're not showing suitcases of money to anybody. But if you take that same bet and you go, I'm going to bet against Edmonton whenever they're home. They have won two games since we've been tracking easy sports data in two full seasons. So it's like 11 and two. You're 11 and two. And that's the difference between home and away. It really makes all the difference. Uh, so let's talk about the later game, Winnipeg. The later game, I, I struggled with two and a half point spread. They took it off the board, having to do with uh, Nathan Rourke and some questions around. Uh, it's questionable whether or not he'll even be back for the playoffs. The situation we're in with with Winnipeg is they're win- they're Winnipegging. <laughs> they do it every year. They they got they've locked first place. They've locked their bye. They've they've locked everything up, and then they got three weeks to go. Um, Coach O'Shea is is a master of keeping his team ready and motivated. There, there's some odd injuries. You know, Nick Taylor. Uh, on defense, uh, Jeff Coat on defense. Those are some big names. Uh, that you know, there's a chance that they're not going to play. And then we got Will Latarski, uh, a wide receiver who's really just shown out this year out of left field to replace some some turnover on on the wide receiving core. So, uh, but again, it's it's two and a half points. Um, I look at BC 
and they need this game. Winnipeg, if this becomes a competitive game at all, I see Coach O'Shea pulling important players to avoid injury. Uh, Winnipeg needs to do nothing for the rest of this season other than get healthy and stay motivated. So I'm looking at BC at home, and, and I'm taking the two and a half points. Uh, you know, the key injuries, you know, Rourke and Whitehead, I believe Whitehead's going to start this game. And, you know, BC's defense is, is not bad. I don't think they're going to go against the full version of, of Winnipeg. They're now thinking about what it's going to look like when they play BC in the playoffs. So BC is competing for that, that home game in the conference semis uh, with, with Calgary. And, and so these games all matter to them. As long as Calgary's winning games, BC has to win in order to clinch that, that home game in that semi. So I like taking the two and a half, and I'm taking BC. Betting against Winnipeg is not good for your health. In this spot, it feels right, especially at home. We talk about it right now with Hector, with the soccer league that he covers is uh, going down to the, the playoffs. We talked about it with John from GMF Sports uh, when the baseball was running down. When team, there's three spots you're in. You're locked, right? You're totally out of it, or you're fighting for your life, and every game is a playoff game. The only problem is we kind of learned the lesson last week. We got you know, basically slapped because we bet against Winnipeg, and they embarrassed us. That's true, and more times than not, that's what they're going to do. BC needs this game more, and I think that the injuries and the opt-outs for this game uh, on the Winnipeg side is going to have more of an impact. You know how it is. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't matter whether you're an executive chef, you're a writer. You get a week off from any job, you're better the next week. You're better. It's that simple. So, All right, my man, we will uh, again talk to you next time. Hopefully we will catch you uh, maybe on a sports betting weekly, but uh, we're not sure when we're going to start up on Thursdays. That Thursday live stuff, though, is a lot of fun once hockey starts and basketball starts, so we'll, we'll see. Otherwise, it's Saturdays in Canada with Black Horse West. Thanks, buddy. Always be cashing. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. Welcome to more Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake. Now, Mo, as always, we really look at a couple things on Wake and Bake. Sure, there's the, the cannabis aspect of things, but if you can win enough money to get your cannabis, and, and then it's technically like free cannabis. I, I'm thinking we should come up with some kind of promotion that tags in free cannabis if you listen to, to Wake and Bake. I mean, it, you know, when I, we have to... What is those disclaimer, right? You taught me how to do audacity so I could speed it up. So I could say a lot of things and then speed it up real fast. And they won't even technically be able to hear it, man. <laughs> <laughs> week six, right? We're going into week six. We know that we still have a, a team that's keeping the Miami champagne on ice from the 72 team. We know that. We know that the FC West is not the best division in football. We know that. We did not know the NFC East was going to be, but technically, if you count the win-losses combined, that's what we have. Um, and uh, Aaron Rodgers was right. Green Bay is not that good. They're not that good, and, and surprisingly, the Jets seem pretty good. So it's been a crazy six weeks to start this uh, NFL season so far. There's no doubt about it. You know, one of the games that jumped out at me, that's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have to talk to you about one game first, then we'll take a break, then we'll talk about two games. I always like to, to give you a chance to go 2-1, and because 2-2, two and two, you know, why even get up and do the show at 2-2? Two and two? Minnesota-Miami. So these are teams that have two winning records. Now, it looked like Miami was the going to be the best team in the AFC when they took down Buffalo, but of course they've had uh, some issues, and it's a league with 32 teams, Mo, and there's not 32 human beings that can play quarterback in the NFL on the planet. 
bad. It's just not. So it's always going to be that situation that if your guy gets hurt, you're in tough. In college, not so much. You know, in college, we've seen guys bounce off the bench and they're good. And now with the transfer portal, you know, you could have two guys on your bench that are good. Uh, but the the Miami-Minnesota game, I don't think anybody thought these two teams would be this good this early. No, and, you know, the thing for with Minnesota is they are good early, and then they tend to struggle in the second half. They got off to a super hot start last week uh, and then, you know, kind of came back to reality, uh, you know, to pull it out in the second half. But, uh, you know, for this game, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's lighting it up, uh, the receiver from Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, continues to play good. We've seen a slow start from Dalvin Cook. Uh, he did pick it up last week a little bit uh, with a couple of touchdowns. Miami, who it looks like they're going to have their possibly either Teddy Bridgewater or their third string quarterback uh, starting, which that doesn't bode well. Uh, Tyreek Hill is expected to play uh, at this point. We'll have to see what, what happens with him there. The passing game for Miami has been, uh, you know, almost non-existent these last couple of weeks. I think my favorite play for this game is probably going to be Minnesota uh, early on, either the first quarter or in the first half. Uh, they get off to a fast start, uh, and then things for some reason slow down uh, when it gets to the second half. So I think I like Minnesota in the first half in this game. They've got three straight wins. They haven't covered in one of them. And they all they were leading at one point in covering those games. So, yeah, they, they, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and you'll see that especially in those big NFL spreads when and we're seeing them, you know, every week there's two, three. When we first started doing sports betting weekly, you didn't have 17 point spreads in the NFL very often. seems like every year now we're getting college spreads. Those spreads are tough to maintain because if you got a 16 or 17 point lead in the NFL, the game's pretty much over. But if you're given seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half points, the game's never over in the NFL. Well, it's starting to feel more like the NBA where every team tends to go on the run in the second half, and that's what's, uh, that's what's hurting people when they're trying to hit those spreads in the second half. We've got teams getting garbage time touchdowns, too, that are ruining a lot of those games. So uh, when it's a big spread, if you're going to play it, uh, you know, play it in the first half. Well, look at the Vegas Raiders uh, Kansas City game. So many bets were impacted by two coaches that out of the blue decided to go for two. Uh, the second guy made sense going for two, but the first guy I don't think made sense. Actually, neither of them made sense. Now that I'm looking at it, now did <laughs> I lose a bet because of one of them? Yeah, I did. I lost a bet. I had the Raiders nine and a half for the second half as a team total. They get the beautiful pass, and I'm going to win, right? Because there's no way you're going for two. Going for two there serves no purpose. But I was wrong. What are you going to do? All right, so when we get back from break, we're going to get more winners from Mo here on More Winners with Mo on, the, on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to More Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake. Now, Mo, we were talking about the big spreads in the NFL because I know we talked about it with, with college. It's the same thing. It's just really, really difficult to lay that many points. Especially when you're talking about, even with bad teams, you're still talking about you know the greatest players in the world of the sport. You know, you, you look at college teams, and yeah, there's some average guys and some not so good guys, but you know, you've got the cream of the crop playing in the NFL. So, given that many points to me, it, it's such a hard, hard thing to do, even when you're talking about a good team and a bad team, because you'll see guys getting rested at the end where all of a sudden we get some quick garbage touchdowns scored on trick plays, and then you're screwed. Yeah, and it really is. Uh, again, when you when you're dealing with the NFL. 
the next man up is a little different than college. College, the next man up, it was still the kid, you know, could be a sophomore. You know, he's taking 18 units. He's really overloaded. He hasn't had really a chance to handle the playbook, and he runs the wrong way on a on a punt return. Anything's possible, you know. Yeah. All right, so we got a couple really big games later Sunday night. We've got Buffalo at Kansas City, and we get Dallas and Philly. Now, Buffalo, Kansas City, of course, they're both four and one, but more importantly. It's the rematch that changed the rules, right? Yeah, you know, and the funny thing is, too, about this game is how many times can you think of in the past four or five years that Patrick Mahomes was a home underdog? Not many. No, actually, I could go and and do that with our Easy Sports Day and tell you. So you keep talking. I'll tell you exactly. Coming up Sunday night, it's a hard thing to not ever take Patrick Mahomes and take the points. Uh, But this might be a game, I think, where I would – do that because I don't. I'm still not a believer in Kansas City's defense. The loss of the Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew to uh, the Saints, I think hurts that secondary still a ton. I'm not a fan of him when it comes to getting after the quarterback. I like how quick that Josh Allen gets the ball out. I like the fact that he's not afraid to use his legs. He doesn't have to, but he's not afraid to. I just think this offense is uh, fantastic. And I'll tell you what, Buffalo gets after the quarterback and they get after it quick. Uh, we saw the Raiders able to get to Patrick Mahomes a little bit uh, last Monday night. I, I think that. Uh, you know, this is a time where I'm, I'm going to take Buffalo and I'm going to lay the points. It's not often when Mahomes gets points and I don't take Kansas City, but I think this is a time that I don't. I'm taking Buffalo and I'm giving the points. Uh, I, I like this Buffalo team way too much. Uh, I got to go back all the way to the Chargers. The last game of, of 2021, January 3rd, Kansas City hosted the Chargers and the Chargers beat them 38 to 21. And I, if I remember correctly, that was the game where nobody played because it was the last game of the season. So, yeah, so that's it. Otherwise, it's all negative numbers as far back as you can go. You can go back probably, uh, you know, to to some earlier years, and there's another one here, Minnesota, ironically. We just talked about the Vikings uh, back in 2019. So, yeah, we're talking three years. you got to go back three years where the – Chiefs were getting points at home. And then finally, the the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles are hosting a team that, golly gee, Dallas has got a pretty good defense. Dallas does. You know, in in Philadelphia, hasn't played fantastic the last couple of weeks. They started out real slow against Jacksonville. Uh, They didn't play their best last week either. Came down to a missed field goal, uh, you know, from Arizona. uh, But they're finding ways to win, and good teams find ways to win. Uh, but when you're betting on it, you don't care if they find a way to win. You want your team to find a way to cover. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I look at – you wonder when the magic for Cooper Rush is going to run out. Dak's been back practicing. He's not going to play this week, but he's been back practicing. And does Cooper Rush feel a little bit of uh, a pressure? I mean, he knows the job's not his and it's Dak's, but, man, it, it sure kind of been on a roll with uh, with Cooper Rush. And if you're a coach, uh, you know, I'm superstitious as all get out. So when I'm on a roll, I hate to change things up. Uh, but you're right. Dallas's defense is good. Uh, but I think that uh, Philadelphia is a little bit better. You know, it, it's uh, it's hard a lot of times when you've got a running quarterback uh, to not make a mistake at some point, whether it's either a big run ripped off or you get a big throw downfield. And Philadelphia's got the receivers to do it. Uh, you know, they've gotten a little bit more into the running game lately. Uh, the defense is still a question for me with Philadelphia. I don't think they're fantastic. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I'm going to take Philadelphia. I'm going to lay the points. But I, I think the under will probably be my favorite play in this game. 
Yeah, and the logic is sound. The, the problem is uh, on, on unders betting a, a team that's giving a touchdown because that's a lot of points. And if it's an 18 to 12 final mm-hmm. uh, and you're given six and a half, it's exactly what you said would happen, but you don't cash one of your tickets. We've had a lot of success, though, this year so far with our Monday nights and our Thursday night primetime games playing the under because these just are ugly, ugly games with ugly, ugly teams. This isn't that case, but. This could be one of those good unders. There's there's a difference between ugly unders, right, Mo, and good unders. Thursday afternoon, uh, Al Michaels, who does the Thursday night games on Amazon Prime, was on one of the Chicago radio stations, and he said between last week's game and this week's game, it's enough to make someone retire because it, you know, those games are so long for those guys when nothing's going on and it's a terrible game. So, uh, you know, I, I hope sooner or later that we get go back to having good games on Thursday night. You can only chit chat so much, you know, you've been on the radio. You can only chit chat so much, you know, or say, uh, here comes the punter from Eastern Illinois. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, Mo, uh, always appreciate your time. More importantly, we appreciate your winners, more winners with Mo here on wake and bake. We'll talk to you next time. Sports betting weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I've got money on my mind. Welcome to another edition of Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bacon. This week we are f- uh, very, very excited to have our, our buddy Tommy back because, Tommy, we have waked and baked and bet mucho times together in Mexico. Yes, we have. I miss Mexico. I really do. Yeah. Oh, well, we, I've got a passport. We should head down. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. It's not as much now the COVID. I'm gonna wait till they stop burning down the taxi cabs. When they stop burning yeah. taxi cabs, I think I might go back. So yeah, yeah. But it, but we have booked our our, our annual AFC NFC uh, Bet Away Weekend. Uh, you have been there before on a, one or two of them, and we're looking forward to it again. So don't uh, don't hesitate to look into your calendar. I think it's the very last Sunday in January when they since they've added the the weeks but you got to check i'm pretty sure that's what it is because that's what i've got my flight booked so we'll see what happens you know well we get a good crew there we always have a good time as you know uh i don't think you've really never had a bad time in vegas right tommy i have not you don't always come home with more money than you leave with but you never have a bad time so no no all right so let's let's talk about a couple things one is when I give out parlays on some of the shows I visit and I mention to them I'm only using the first half or I give them a second half parlay that I'm telling them, no, I'm telling you you're going to bet this before the game even starts. It doesn't matter what happens. In the second half, you're doing this. Well, we've had how many times where you've done the double up or you you, you do the, uh, well, I don't know what you call it. It's not even the double up. I call it the turning 100 into 1,000. What I do is I take 100. And I play the first half. I play a first half parlay. And then I play, I take what I want, which is usually between 250 plus the 100. So it's 350. And I play a two-team parlay with everything. I just launch it all. And I turn, you know, 100 into 1,000 in the course of three hours. We've seen you do it live at the at March Madness. It was pretty cool. There's no doubt about it. It's pretty cool, and it, it really is. It's a different way to bet. But why do you like betting that way? Why do I like betting um, halves, or why do I like yeah halves? Uh, you know, I um, I they're just a little bit easier for me to figure out. That's all. For years, I bet games, you know, and but 
it's a, it's also a little bit more uh, instant gratification. Two aspects for us, really. One is, yes, without a doubt, you're dealing with the fact that the bet get, you get that money in an hour and a half. But it, it eliminates a tale of two halves in how many games every single Saturday in college football and every single Sunday in the NFL do we see where what happened in the first half had nothing to do with what happened in the second half. Class usually tells in the second half, like, the better team, you know, usually comes out on top, especially in college. I mean, in in the NFL, um, as my dad used to say, everybody's on scholarship. So anything can happen in the NFL. But um, in college, uh, class usually tells. And uh, so you can, you can end up doing okay. Like your, your team, you know, you might lose your first half parlay, but you know the team's starting to play better, and you know they're going to come out and route them in the second half. So you can you – can, you can bet on that. What's been getting me this year is, as you know, I'm uh, one of the biggest uh, Buckeye honks walking planet Earth, is I'm killing them in the first half. I'm winning all my first half bets with them, the first half in the over. And then they put on the brakes. They pump the brakes in the second half. And I'm still playing uh, the Bucks in the over in the second half, and I'm getting clobbered. And we talk with Billy Elvis, 93.7 The Fan, Lima, Ohio, sports leader. But, yeah, we talked to him this weekend, and sure enough, I mentioned that. They they are two different teams, it looks like. Two different teams. Now, last week wasn't so bad, but I don't think they, they got the, the second half over because, again, they're not scoring a lot of points after the break. They're, they're, they they're putting up 29, you know? Day has a little bit more class. Uh, than that guy that won't be named that used to coach the Buckeyes. Yeah. So he sees no reason, you know, except I don't know. I, did you see they dropped 77? Uh, I think it was against the second game of the year. They dropped 77 points. It might have been Miami of Ohio. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I was like, and but what it was, none of the starters were in the game. Well, and that's and again, that's the other aspect of it is when you are building a program and you're up by thirty at halftime, and you can play. You're not only playing guys that aren't going to get live game reps, but you're also resting guys that prevent them from you know getting hurt or, or wearing out by the end of the year. So, and, and as I've mentioned a few times, those coaches really don't care who we have, do they? No, no, they don't. No, they they. There's only certain coaches that care about. Like Bobby Bowden, you thought that he cared, you know, about if he was given 50, he wanted to cover the marker. If the Florida State, when he was the coach there, was given 50, he'd want to win by 52, you know. And, yeah. and Keep those and, boosters happy. Yeah, and Spurrier was like that as well. Yeah. Spurrier. No, we did. We had a nice rundown with Miami, Florida, and Florida State where it was a three-team parley for about, I don't know, three or four years in a row, it seemed like, every single week they were covering. Throw in Boise State from 10 years ago as yeah. well. All right, so it's pretty cool because, again, it's 420 here when we're talking in, in uh, uh, San Diego. Uh, but let's get a play for uh, Saturday. Okay. Uh, Saturday, I like the over in the Texas game, uh, over 25 and a half. They're playing Iowa State, and uh, Iowa State has reverted back to being Iowa State. You know, they're terrible. Um, they were ranked at the beginning of the season, but then again, so was Notre Dame and Oklahoma. I see the Texas is an improving team. You see what they did to Oklahoma last week. And Oklahoma, I have to say that they're probably better at every position than Iowa State. So I'm oh, going to go You say, yeah, Texas. You, you, just, you said Oklahoma. So, so uh, yeah. No, no, I'm saying right. Oklahoma – I'm saying because oh, okay. they killed Oklahoma yeah, yeah. last year. Right, right. And, I mean, they, they shut them out for the first time in like yeah. 10 years or something like that. And Oklahoma, I'd say, is better in almost every single position than Iowa State. 
And so what what's you know what's Texas going to do to Iowa State? I mean, it's uh it's over 25 and a half. I think they're going to score 35 40 in the first. No, there's I, that, I told you we're on that play with uh with our our Ohio group because the Buckeyes are off so we put that game in. Yeah, they should get that 28 by themselves, shouldn't they? Oh, yeah, I think so. I I mean, I uh I I'm looking like uh 35 37 nothing at the half. Yeah, they're not giving up a lot of points. So they're they're playing real well, and of course they're sitting around because they won the Cooper Manning Bowl, right? To get his kid, so they've got yep. that going for him. Yeah, it's it's not Cooper, it's Cooper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've been back. corrected on that too many times. I know. When we get back from break, we're going to talk more about first half betting here on Sports Betting Weekly with Tommy Pens on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. We've got Tommy Pens. Hey, Tommy, one thing that. I, I want to say to you is because it was really cool of you to, to take the time this week. I know you're busy to talk some first half betting, but to do it at 4:20, uh, the day we're, we're prepping for the show for tomorrow morning is pretty cool, also because it, it allows us to bring back some some fond memories. And you and I, we have memories that go way back. We do, and you know, I'm also a tad bit salty after the Yankee loss, so uh, so I'm putting on a brave face. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. I mean, you know, any time. You lose one at home, you got to worry, right? Yep. Yeah, no we got about. You know, play three games in a row, two in Cleveland. Hopefully, we only have to play two in Cleveland. All right, so let's do this. Let's talk about some Sunday action. Now, Sunday with the pros, I think you're even more aggressive with the short or shorter uh, periods. I mean, you'll bet quarters in the NFL, right? Yeah, I will. And uh, quarters aren't usually available on my uh, where I make my bets. Uh, they're not usually available on college games. So I do play the quarters uh, in the NFL, but uh, I don't have quarters for you. I have a couple of uh, first half plays. All right, let's talk about it. What's the first game? All right, the first game is Tampa Bay minus six. They're starting to play well. Everybody's getting healthy on that team. Tom Brady's playing with a chip on his shoulder because his wife left him, and <laughs> I just think that. That six is an easy first half number, and they should be up by a lot more than that. Yeah, you know, if you use the same logic you use, which is, well, Oklahoma's better than Iowa State, and they whacked Iowa State, you're talking about Texas, you can use the same thing with Pittsburgh, because the, the Jets beat Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay's better than the Jets, right? Oh, yeah, I you know, I think so. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, the Jet, uh, Steelers are, you know, they're breaking in a rookie quarterback, and you know, there's usually a lot of growing pains. And while this kid could be good, he hasn't been good. You know, he's throwing more picks than uh, completions almost. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, I really like Tampa Bay minus the six in the first half. No doubt about it. Yeah, if you if and really, you got to give a shout out to those New York fans because they've struggled for a few years now. But right now, their two teams are seven and three, so they better enjoy it. I just got a feeling it's not going to last. You know, I think the Giants can win that division. I really do. I think that they can win that division just because that division is trash. I mean, well, nine and seven gets you the division normally, and they're four and one. So they they really are halfway there. Of course, this year Philly's undefeated. So, but Philly and and and, and Dallas and the Giants they got to play each other. They play six games between them. I like uh, the Colts, the their offense to bounce back, and uh, they're playing the Jaguars who. You know, I know it's not college, but it's definitely a revenge game because uh, the Jags stopped them from going to the playoffs last year when they were one in fifteen in the last game of the season. All the all the Colts had to do was win one there. They got Carson Wentz, as I would say. 
you know, Carson Wentz threw five picks and fumbled twice, so you can never win when you turn the ball over seven times. But, yeah, the over-under, that's what I'm playing on that game, is uh, 20 and a half. And I think between the two of them, we can get three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, I, I – I... Wow, you've, you're on a couple of my plays because I like that one as well. I really do think that uh, they're going to score early and often there. And uh, I, I, it's so great, though, because, you know, people make fun of me. But after halftime, if I cash my bet and I got no other action on the game, I totally switch to another game. It don't matter to me. Yeah. When they give out rings at the Super Bowl ceremonies, they don't give them out to the guys that had money bet on the team. So we're not going to worry about it. All right, Tommy. Again, we always appreciate your time very much. And, uh, of course, you're winners because you give them out all the time. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks again for checking out Wake and Bake here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, on Belly Up Sports, and on the Sports Betting Channel. You know, it's early on Saturday, so we we appreciate you coming up, uh, torching up that bone, getting some winners, cashing some tickets, and always be cashing. Sports Betting Weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what, what got money. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.